This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, high tension. Hearts will bleed. Wet market casserole. Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. It's got porcupine in it. I'm Hotlanta. <laughs> and je m'appelle Troy. Excuse me? We speak King's I'm... English around here, son. I'm speaking the King's French. Oh, well, that's different. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's what the French King spoke, was the King's French. Porcupine. Actually, I hope that's what I said, was my name is Troy, because all I know that's from is from uh, Hamilton, when, you know, Lafayette says, Je m'appelle Lafayette. We. Oui. We, oui, mon ami. Bonjour. The rest of the line. <laughs> Bonjour. Anarchy. That particular type of breaded pizza. French breaded pizza. What? what? French bread pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. That's... The bread's fucking French. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the king's toast. That was that was the one French thing you could bring down, huh? Yep. <laughs> oh, guillotines. There you go. We'll just stick with guillotines. Bring, bring those down. Are you happy now? Are you satisfied? Oh no. No, I'm never satisfied. I'm Chris. Yep, Chris will never book. be satisfied. He'll never be satisfied. That's his middle name. You have to repeat it twice and everything. Well, that's the also the line from Hamilton. Chris, never be satisfied. Last name. <laughs> yep. Read your book, nerd. Give me back my flashlight. No. <laughs> so what do you watch this week, Chris? High tension. Oh, the movie. Oh, yes, as suggested by my sister-in-law, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Sounds right. On that list of, like, horror movies people should watch. Yeah. And we that did. Found. They're horror movies. And we watched them. Yes. This is not the first Alexander Aja movie we've watched. It ain't? No, we did Horns a, while, a long time ago. Ah, that's he, it. Daniel Ratscliffe. Yes. The the Cliff Clavin uh, vehicle. Yeah. That's why I remember it. I bet yep. you do. Read your book now. I'll punch you right in the fuck. Uh, cool. How, is actually, how exactly does one suck a fuck? <sighs> Tell the man. No. Oh. Secret dies on me. Chris knows, but he's holding yeah. out. I mean, if Maggie Gyllenhaal can't answer that, I don't think Chris can. Chris don't know nothing about anything. He obviously doesn't know how to read his fucking book. <laughs> I bet he knows how to catch the back of my ring hand, though. So you get to reading that damn book. Or you'll catch the back of my ring hand. Oh, no. Okay, I gathered. Have you been keeping your ring hand strong, Brett? Yes. Read that damn book! I'm sorry, Hotlanta. Ah, you, you keep breaking character. 
I'm concerned. No. It's two weeks in a row now. I can never remember to call you Hotlanta. Are you okay, first Troy? I'm a little tired, but I'm good. All right, just checking, just checking. Yeah. You can whatever. You're fine. Shut up. Okay. Don't look at me like that. Read your book. I'm worried about Troy here. <laughs> so there's two college friends. Well, oh no, no. There's a dude driving down the road. Okay. And then he almost hits a girl who's running down the road. And she, she convinces him to stop. Because she's being chased. And then she dies in the back of the car. And then she wakes up in the back of her friend's car. Right. Because we start with a dream sequence. Yeah. That sounds like a baffling ordeal. It is. Where she you had are. a dream that she was... But she had a dream that the person chasing her was herself. Yeah. So she was running down a dream. She wasn't running up that hill, that's for sure. So they're uh, they're on their way to ice cream social. The the one girl's parents' house. Oh, yes. that one girl. Yeah. Uh, former Mrs. Basson. Yes, former that is, that, Mrs. That's Basson. Luke Basson's ex ex wife, <laughs> actually. That's that. Luke Basson, he did like the Fifth Element, La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Um. Oh, what else did he do? That he he's done other things too. Yeah. I guess he did that that Valeria movie recently. Probably most well known for the Fifth Element, though. I know those. Or films La Femme Nikita. Or La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Yeah. I know those movies or TV shows exist. Yep. Wink. And uh, so they're they're Shut having the no, stop. They're having uh, some back and forth chitty chat because they're yeah, going cause, they're going to study. Yeah, because the farm girl, the one whose house they're going to, has some dude she likes, and the other girl is like, "You always like dudes. You're such a slut." Blah blah blah. And then they bond over some song on the radio that's in. Italian? Maybe. Slavic. Almost assuredly not that. <laughs> and then they drive for a while and they end up turning into a cornfield. Well, yeah. we're going to live in the cornfield now. What's and wrong with uh, that? Nothing. I didn't say there's nothing it, wrong with it. You Chris, can deal with the corn sweat, which Chris made, said which there was, was featured wrong with it. it. Yeah, corn sweat was featured on NPR this week. Vodka? No, no just sweat. the fact that corn plants like give off a bunch of moisture during the day, you so it, like drink it. increases the heat index near them significantly. Which I could tell you for certain because I grew up at a at a house that had cornfields on three sides of it. I've been in a cornfield before. It's like walking into a sauna in the summer, isn't it? Sure is. Also, the fucking leaves will cut you. They sure will. It's an unpleasant place to be. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, have you ever been in a cornfield? Uh, I I have a very limited experience with cornfields. Ah, what's very limited? Uh, it doesn't. At the have, store, you, have you ever been in one? At the store, I've been in the aisle <laughs> where there's a lot of cans of corn. <laughs> Uh, you may have I can, driven past one once. 
I, <laughs> I cannot say that there was a noticeable heat index increase in the supermarket. <laughs> I suppose those are very minimal experiences with cornfields, yes. Yeah. Driving past one and identifying they exist within the grocery store. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> so, and then... Uh, um, Ex-Mrs. Basson sees a guy in the cornfield and then jumps out of the car and starts chasing him? Yeah. And then a uh, blonde, short-haired blonde girl is like, uh, um, uh, hey, where, where are you? What's going on? Uh, I guess I'm going to chase after you because you haven't come back for like three minutes. Yeah, but it was all just the the old jump out of your car and run in the corn and then jump back in the car and drive off with the other person in your car who got out to look for you in the cornfield trick. Yep. Yeah. You wouldn't know. I've, You've had minimal experiences in cornfields. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably something we my friends would have pulled on each other. That's a little more intermediate cornfield experience. So, Chris, if you just want to, you know, shut up and not talk about stuff you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's why he's given a book. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So yeah. So they have that. And then finally they show up at the farmhouse like well past dark. Oh, but we can't forget that we, we were treated to the scene of Truck Man. Oh, yes. Truck Man. Giving himself uh, a blowjob from a disbodied head. Yeah. Disembodied head. Surely enough. You know, corn stuff. Then he throws it out the window and drives off. Well, he's spent. Yep. So they uh, they finally make it to the farmhouse. Uh, farm girl introduces her friend to everybody. Mom and dad yep. and son. Her picture yeah, was little, already on the little, fireplace. Little brother is pretty much asleep. Little cowboy costume brother. Yeah. Yep. And she gets shown to the uh, guest room upstairs. Yeah, which is basically like in the attic. Yeah. But it's got an ensuite, which is kind of sweet. Yeah, bathroom. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. Yeah. He did. The, the bathroom. Oh, okay. Well, when you say it like that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she goes, so she goes to the ensuite toot suite. Yep. She she gets herself a big old pull out of the sink. Yep. Which is funny because my sister-in-law does not know how to drink out of a sink like that, like a faucet. Like just like put your lips into the stream of the water and suck the water into your mouth. She, she's never done that in her life. Professor Fancy Pants over here, he's also never drink out the faucet. That's not true. That's what you said earlier. <laughs> I said I don't. Yeah, why not though? I don't lack the capacity to achieve that. But you haven't. I have. <laughs> I've drank right out it, of the faucet. I do it fairly regularly, so. All right. So he's changing his story now. And uh, <laughs> so everybody turns in for the night. Blondie uh, has herself a smoke. Yep. And then proceeds to listen to her Walkman. Yeah, her Walkman with uh, reggae music on it? Yeah. She was just another girl or something like that. 
Although while she was out smoking, she saw her friend undressing in the did their showering in the window. Yeah, through the window. Walls. And she got an implied lady boner. Yeah. Which she uh, takes care of as she's listening to her Walkman. Yes. But while she's taking care of business, someone else is taking care of business. Yep. Old truck guy pulls up and uh, rings the doorbell 112 times. Yep. Well, because, you know, people are asleep. You got to make sure they wake up. Like hear you. maintenance call. And uh, Dad heads down to see what all the ruckus is about. Could you describe the ruckus? And uh turns out that uh truck man, he's he's not here for a social call. Truck man Joni. Nope, he's got himself a straight razor and he wants to use it on people's necks. Flashings. Yep. So he uh gets dad. Yep, and the dog, which was sad. Yeah. I like how he got dad kicked his head through the little slats in the banister and then lopped his head off with the Furniture piece? Yeah. <laughs> Although the head did come off awfully easily. Oh, I mean... What'd you say he had a paper mache neck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one correctly. <laughs> it's a miracle a guy could hold his head upright in a normal <laughs> instance. Yeah, that dog's bizarrely silent death was also unfortunate. Yeah, I was kind of glad they didn't focus too much on that. I don't know. Is it bad that I feel more for like when, when like dogs die in a movie than when humans die in a movie? What does that say about me as a person? Do you understand that dogs are better than most people? That's probably true. Okay, I'll go with that. Sounds That's good true. to me. That's the politest way I could think to say that. Yeah. So as all this is going on downstairs, Blondie decides to make up her room like nobody's there after trying to find somewhere to hook up the telephone. Yeah, because she wants to call 999 and uh, and yeah, there's no, the phone doesn't work or she can't find out where to plug the phone in and yeah, so she she's like, well, he's going to be looking for victims so I'm going to pretend that there's no one up here so that he doesn't try to doesn't look too hard and doesn't try to kill me. So she like does her bed up, wipes out the sink so it's dry, all that fun stuff. Yeah, and truck man makes truck his man way up. Joni, because she uh she was moving the <laughs> armoire. <laughs> truck man Joni. Yeah, <laughs> it just feels so right. It sure yes, does, doesn't it? Does. It? Oh, it's it's like smooth jazz for my soul. He just he said truck man so many times. I can't help it anymore. <laughs> truck man Gioni, don't you know? So he uh he hears noises up there, so he checks it out, goes through the everywhere, doesn't find Blondie because she's hiding under the bed. Why would yeah. you look there? No, well yeah, I mean although he does notice that the heater had been turned on and that the faucet was still wet. Yeah. So he knew someone had been up there. Still didn't find her. Though he does uh, off camera, like brutalize uh, ex Mrs. Basson. Yeah. And also, mom gets it. Well, yeah, mom gets it on camera mostly. 
Yeah. Because Blondie runs down, like runs out of the room looking for another phone, uh, finds a the 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 base. What is it? The base. Thank you, Jesus Christ. The base for a cordless phone in the in the master bedroom. Can't find the cordless phone anywhere in the master bedroom. Does not hit the page button to you know to make it ring to see where it's at. But then she hears Truck Mangione coming. So she hides in the closet. Suck it, and nerd. She gets to, I mean, read your book. She gets to watch Chuck Mangione hack up. Uh, well, the mom comes running in, grabs the phone where it's tucked in underneath some shit on the fucking dresser. You know, where people keep their phones is under half a pile of clothes on their dresser, I guess. Dresser, headboard, and, some kind of mess. And then as she's trying to use the phone, Truck Mangione comes in and hacks her up while Blondie watches. Yeah, with much arterial spray. Mm-hmm. And it does actually, like, pulse, too, which was kind of fun. I had the blood spattered. It, it did. <laughs> and then uh, that rouses a cowboy kid <laughs> Rouse. who runs out yelling mommy. Into the corn. Yep. Only for a couple yes. of minutes. So he was a child in the corn. Yeah. Was. And uh, Truck Mangione <laughs> grabs a gun and falls him out into the corn. Pop! Yeah. Pop! There's two pops. Yeah. Gotta shoot him twice just to make sure. That's true. You gotta double tap that little brat. Two slugs per child. That's what they'll all say. And as all this is going on, Blondie has met back up with farm girl, formerly Mrs. Boussin. And she's like, hey, everything's going to be cool, man. We're going to get through this thing. Don't worry about it. But she looks really and, worried. Yeah, And don't worry that you've got, like, a garden hose tied in, in your mouth and your hands are bound. Yeah. We'll be fine. And so Blondie uh, goes to find a weapon, gets, like, a kitchen knife. Heads outside to wait for the guy. And Truck Mangione has now drug her out and thrown her in the truck. And uh, old Blondie sneaks in there and is waiting for him so she can give him a good uh, stabbing. Rogering. Yes, quite. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what she was going to do, Brett. Thank you. No problem. Somebody's got to tell the truth around here. Open your fucking book back up. But, uh, Truck Mangione just shuts the door on him and drives off. Yep. And, uh, Blondie's trying to calm down Farm Girl, Busan, and so forth. He should have given her several sedatives. And but she like, does not calm down. No. And the whole time Blondie's trying to jimmy the door open. But yeah. then uh, they pull into a gas station? Yes. And, yeah, so he starts pumping gas. And she manages to unlock the door from the inside, Blondie does. And she sees that there is a, a attendant in the, uh, you know, the quickie mart there that's attached to the gas station. And so she goes running into there while uh, Truck Mangione is filling up the truck with gas. Yeah, and she alerts him. They're like, hey, man, shit's going real bad out here. 
you need to call the police or whatever. But before he has a chance to, old uh, Truck Mangione comes in and, uh, you know, proceeds to chat him up a little bit. Ask him why he's not banging a bunch of chicks in the gas station while he's at work. It's a weird yeah, thing to ask it, a person, but and it's like, and it's like, yeah, I bet like all those, I bet a bunch of older women who come through here and ask for your services, don't they? <laughs> yeah, uh, like, a what the hell kind of town and or gas station are we dealing with? It's like was it a reverse brothel. I've I worked at a gas station in my younger days. And, and boy howdy, nobody ever asked for much of anything besides uh, cigarettes and beer. <laughs> and uh, Truck Mangione tries on some sunglasses to see how they look on him. Yeah. And then uh, pays for the gas and a bottle of J&B, even though he decides he wants Campbell's later. But then, like he, like lingeringly, like le- like strokes the attendant's hand as he gets his change back. Yeah, which was weird. And then, while uh, while the attendant is getting the JMB out of the the locked, you know, the locked cage of liquor, uh, Truck Mangione is like, actually, no, could you give me the Campbells instead? And he's like, sure. And then as he's trying to grab the can, the Campbells, Truck Mangione just axes him in the chest. Whack. Yeah. And then he falls on his chest, and then Truck Mangione just steps on his back and pushes the axe further into his chest. Stepped on the crack and broke his mama's back. Very audibly. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, so Blondie sees all this transpire, so she takes off into the giant subterranean bathroom complex this place has yeah you know more of a truck stop than a gas station really yeah yeah you know for when people have to take underground shits yeah and uh they were the showers at the truck stop old truck mangione goes and look looks around because he hears something but never finds her he takes Uh, a piss yeah rewards she rewards herself with another uh sink drink Mm mhm you gotta keep hydrated man Chris is a Stay fancy hydrated. bitch, and he doesn't know nothing about drinking out the sink. He only drinks She's a hydro. 24 karat gold goblets. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's a hydro bro. Chris is a one percenter. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's accurate in some metric. <laughs> Maybe worldwide. Yeah, I'm not sure what criteria you would have to lay down. For that to work, a lot of if and statements would be involved, I'm sure. You're in the one percent of something. Well, yes. I guess we probably all Top are. Top one percent of all the stinkiest of all Chris's. I don't know <laughs> if that's true. Pretty close. I've never smelled a worse Chris. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, it's quarantine time, Brett. Like you know, people shower like a couple times a week now. It hurts my eyes, dog. It's been going on for a quarter of a century. <laughs> oh, okay. Then never mind. Can't, it has nothing to do with quarantine. Can't blame the pandemic on this. Blame so, this uh, on the pandemic. Shut up. Don't judge me. I'll cut you deep. Mm-hmm. So she sees Truck Mangione drive off with her best friend in the back. Yeah. And so she finds a yellow and black 
Charger? Yeah, something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe Mustang. And she uh, grabs the car and also the gun that the guy had under the register. Calls the cops first. And uh, yells a lot, refuses to say where she is, and then gets mad that they don't know. Well, he's like, can't they just fucking trace the phone call as we discussed in The Hunt earlier? Yeah. But she's like, well, maybe if I light the if I light the fucking gas station on fire, will you find it then? Yeah, which you know probably would. Good. Yeah, maybe. And so she uh, she takes off and chases down truck man Gioni, and he's uh, driving off into the woods. Sunset. No, it's already dark. Ah. <laughs> And so she, uh, and some, somehow she ends up in front of him. Yeah, he does some crazy stealth truck moves. It's I don't... a backflip 180, stupid, don't you know? No, I do not hmm? know. Hmm? Hmm? And uh, Truck Mangione rams her, makes her car go off the road, and then the car does a big flip. Would you say it went off the rails? Um, probably not. Oh. Well, not because there's no rails on the road? Guess I'll just shut the fuck up, huh, Chris? I doubt that highly. Probably not. <laughs> so uh, she flips the car. She's pretty banged up. Well, the car flipped. She didn't flip the car. She ain't strong enough to flip a car. Car flipped. I mean, unless the baby was in danger, then she would. She'd have yeah, a adrenaline will kick in. You can flip the car over then, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, but she ties a rag. She ties a rag around her arm, and now she's fine, even though she's got like blood streaming down the side of her head, down her arm, and her side, whatever. But no, no, she tied a rag around her arm. She's fine. A gross rag. Yeah. A gross rag that she found in a overgrown, abandoned greenhouse. Because that's yeah. probably better than not yeah. doing that. And by greenhouse, we mean like the plastic sheeting kind, not like the, the fancy glass kind. It'll stop the bleeding, but at what cost? Yardia. Who cracked the buffet? Put a penny in that thing. <laughs> penny will start a fire. So, uh, old truck Mangione gives chase. He's got a, got his flashlight. He's looking around. She finds uh, some kind of crazy barbed wire post thing. Oh, she makes Lucille. Yeah. I know what that means. Yeah, my wife My wife slept through most of this movie because she was very tired, and so I started watching it while she was asleep, and then she woke up around this point. And so when the lady takes, like, the fucking chair leg or whatever and just wraps it all up in, uh, in barbed wire, I was like, Lucille! <laughs> I, just, I wanted to high-five her right then. But That's I was that thing that man had on that show, right? Yes. Yep. You got it. My wife watched that show 99% more than I did, but I know what that is. <laughs> I stopped watching not long after Lucille showed up, honestly. My wife dislikes that guy a lot, I guess. I don't know anything about the show, so. He's really good in other things, like The Watchmen and uh, Supernatural. Yeah, he's really good in The Watchmen. He's the comedian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Of course you don't. Shut up. So, uh, 
Truck Mangione gets her with the old flashlight on a belt in the greenhouse moving around thing. <laughs> yeah, tricks her into thinking that he's over. He's in one spot when he's really in another, and that spot is behind her with a plastic bag. He wasn't the honor. He was there. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's, gets her down, starts choking her with said bag. He gives him the old rock upside the head move. Uh, it looked like a yep. piece of fruit. It was a rock fruit. Yeah. The stone best of fruit. my favorite of the hand fruits. And stone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Chris. That is a pull that I don't know how many people are going to get, but that's going to make me laugh for a little bit. That's that's for maybe just you. It's hard to tell. It might, it might be for just me. I'm lost. That's fine. We're accustomed to it. It's, it's hot dog adjacent. We'll put it that way. So, uh... She, she gives him a good old-fashioned wallop, gets the upper hand. A molly wallop? Starts choking him with plastic greenhouse sheeting. Yep. And then he tries choking her back, but she is, she's on top of him and ends up choking Bash- him out. A good old-fashioned choke-off. And then uh, bashes him with Lucille. Yep. A number of times. Yeah. Whack, whack, whack. Nearly uh, excessive. Almost. So Truck Mangione has been taken out. Where? To dinner? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Blondie heads back to the truck. Meanwhile, at gas station... Truck stop. Whatever. Detective French guy shows up. Yeah. And they uh, go to check out the scene. They find the dead gas station man. They yep. hit up the uh Old hatchet wound Harry. Yep. They hit up the uh surveillance video. And what do they see? Thing old blondie. Yeah. Turns out Swinging she Swinging the axe into Jimmy. It turns out she has a heart of glass. Hatchet wound Jimmy. Yeah. Harry. Both. Anyway, yeah. So they see her they see Blondie putting an axe into Jimmy's chest. And then you're like, what? what? My wife was like, wait, how did the, what? <laughs> Which is the only reasonable way to feel about it when you see it. <laughs> yeah. And that's when they cut back to Blondie trying to let Brun- uh, Brunetti out of the uh, the truck. And Brunetti's like, get the fuck away from me, you you psycho killer. Brunetti. Yeah. Qu'est-ce que c'est? I like exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I mean that was a softball. <laughs> I know, but Brett wasn't wasn't gonna hit it. Brunetti. <laughs> and uh Blondie can't seem to figure out what the problem is because you know she done done saved her. Yeah. And Brunetti's like, no, you fucking killed my family, you psycho bitch. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> well now, skit. Yeah. So uh farm girl. Gets out and starts running. Yep. And, and at this point, Blondie transforms back into Truck Mangione, who has yep. what they keep calling a chainsaw, but is certainly not a chainsaw. No, it is like a like a concrete saw. Yeah. Like a handheld, like like a big ass handheld saw you would use like like ro- like 
circular saw you'd like use like on concrete or something like a big 18 inch blade or something like that it's a crazy looking fucking saw it is definitely not, i mean it is hardcore yes <laughs> it's not certainly. like a, a woodworking saw not a chainsaw no. though by any stretch no, there's no chain no. involved no it is a circular saw and so she uh she start or she or him or whoever i don't know how to refer to them truck me and Gioni uh, at all <laughs> Their pronouns are pronouns are they, them, theirs. Fair enough. Yeah. So they start chasing her through the woods. She uh, makes it to the road where she runs out in front of a car. And get almost gets hit. Yeah. Pops in the back and she's like, go, get out of here. Go, go. And somehow and the guy's we- like, the guy's like, well, I kind of wrecked my car not hitting you, and there's, like, steam coming out of the front of it now, so um, my car is not starting. He stopped his car too hard and blew his engine out. <laughs> That's how yeah, like in, like in Days of Thunder. Yeah. I don't remember anything about Days of Thunder. The last time I watched that was whenever it came out. Bad Wrecking 4. That's all I remember. <laughs> now there's a there's a part where uh, Tom Cruise is like getting starting to drive again after his big wreck, and he like freaks out and just blows his engine so oh, that he doesn't. Do you mean Talladega Nights? No, I'm almost positive that's not what he means. Yeah, no, not to speak for Troy, but come on, save me Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I know Talladega Nights when I hear it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he meant Days of Thunder because that's literally yeah. what he said. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Talladega Nights. Also, they have a cop, well, a stripper cop arrest him at some point. Ricky Bobby. Yes. So, uh, Truck Man Jeremy catches up and uh, makes some pretty good use of the uh, concrete saw. Yeah, he, like, cuts through, like, the fucking windshield, the back window, uh, the back passenger side, back driver side. Like, he, he does not like windows. He just cuts... I like how he cuts bits out of that guy's face and torso. Yeah. Yeah. And blood goes everywhere. That was pretty gangster. Yeah, there was a lot of fake blood used up. It's it, not quite like Sam Raimi levels of blood, but it is definitely uh, a lot of blood. And uh, old uh, farm girl manages to grab a crowbar and crawl out. Somehow gets like a nine-inch piece of glass stuck through her ankle. Oh god, that was the gnarliest part of the movie. Is watch her pull that out. Like I was like, I was like, ah, oh, oh, oh. While she was doing that, that was pretty good. That was pretty wild. It made me very uncomfortable, but very happy. And uh, so now uh, Blondie's taken back over. No longer is it Truck Mangione. And she's like, hey, tell me you love me. We're going to be together forever. Hooray, everything worked out. And I'm going to kiss you now, even though you're really not into it. Yeah, and it's super uncomfortable. Time for smooches. And then Farm Girl makes it even more uncomfortable for Blondie by shoving the crowbar through her chest. Yep. And then, uh... Pierce! We cut to some time later at the psychiatric hospital let's say yes the infirmary where uh blondie is now recovered from her varying wounds her face is all cut up 
uh, off-screen person is there with a farm girl. Farm girl's like, hey, she can't see me, right? But, you know. She can see her. Through the power of love and Chewie Lewis, she senses her. And Christ <laughs> compelling her. And she all, like, grins at her and reaches for her. Yeah. More smooches. And that is uh more or less high tension, probably less, but that's how we do it. It was a fast movie. Ninety minutes tight. Mm-hmm. It seemed like eighty-three. <laughs> it really did seem like a short movie to me. That's good. How about you give us all of your thoughts on the movie, Brett? Oh, am I going first? I'm not used to that. <laughs> there it was. It, it, I liked it. I liked the gore and stuff, obviously. Lots and lots of fake blood, so that's always good for old Hot Lena. See, I remember my own name. and uh, But the twist just really kills it all because it doesn't make any sense. I hate to say it, and Chris will tell you about all this later too, but Chris made some good points. The truck doesn't make any kind of sense. The Doing the stuff with the decapitated head doesn't make any kind of sense. None of that stuff should have happened if it was all Blondie the whole time. So it just kind of ruins everything. I was really into this movie until what I thought was like 30 minutes in, but was really well over halfway in, and they showed you that the uh, truck Mangione was Blondie. You just kind of lose everything for the movie. You know, it was shy, like the, the grittiness of everything, and like the gore and the blood is certainly there. I was, you know, when you got the scenes with uh, Blondie and Brunetti and all the other things we've called her in the back, I was excited about that. I thought Truckmangione was going to take her to Torture Dungeon, and Blondie would go with and fight him off and all that stuff. You know, I thought it was going to be a nice twist, uh, like a slasher revenge kind of a flick that was gory but then it just kind of shit all over itself and I don't yeah I just can't can't really recommend it Chris wrecked it thanks Chris it's pronounced Hotlanta Chris yeah I mean it's hard to say much about this without going over the elephant in the room, which is the fucking twist. Which is a bummer, because there's a lot to like about this movie up until that point. It's... It is a totally... fine homage to 70s, 80s slasher movies up until that happens. It... it I like the way it's shot. Got a real lo-fi... Like old school feel to just the camera work and everything. Well, and like it's it's almost kind of grainy. Like it's not. It's definitely not shot in HD. Yeah. And it's got it's got a real old school vibe to it. Just with the killer out of nowhere, doesn't really have much of a backstory or anything. Just some crazy fucking dude down to murder, looking for some journey, looking for as many heads to fuck as he can find. (laughs) Just wanted to kill and fuck heads. I think this movie, the biggest problem with the twist is that on a first viewing, it's easy enough to be like, eh, the twist was kind of weak, but I, I, it was a good ride. But if you see it more than once, that's where the twist part really starts to 
once you know that that's a thing that happens, you watch it and you're like, wait a minute, I know the twist, so this doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense, why is this happening? How could that possibly be occurring? Which is a shame, because it takes what is a totally above-average slasher movie and turns it into just... It's now a movie where you don't talk about how the effects were pretty cool and it has a nice sense of atmosphere and some pretty good pacing. To it's that movie with the bad twist at the end. You really gotta pace your atmosphere. I still think it's worth watching once. Because it's it's a fine it's a fine enough ride up until the end. I still I don't think it's completely without merits. And the twist thing is where the mileage will change depending on who you are. It's not the worst twist. For sure. What's the worst twist? Uh, Human Centipede 2. Where it's literally the entire thing is just a dream. Fell asleep in his booth. Yeah, that that is the fucking worst. I mean, this isn't a great twist. But it... I don't know. Tighten it up a little bit, it would have been fine. But it just seems so tacked on at the end. I still think there's a solid 70 80 minutes of this that are fine. If not, pretty good. But if you can survive the twist, I say give it a go. What do you say, Troy? Uh, well, so I watched this probably about 13 years ago, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked the twist. Granted, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to it. It's probably like dick around on my phone while I was watching it. And so the twin, the twist hit, I was like, Oh fuck, that's awesome. And I haven't watched it since actually, uh, until today. And it, it definitely is a good slasher. I'm not a huge slasher fan, but this definitely was a good slasher. The twist doesn't really add anything to the movie. I can just kind of forget about it. I just kind of skip it now in my brain. And so it doesn't detract from it either. But it definitely um, it it needed more it needed more work in the the plotting of it to make the twist work properly because as as Brett said Chris said uh, to you know to to speak third hand here uh, there are some things that just don't make any sense with the twist like where did the fucking truck come from that this dude was driving that Blondie was driving. Um, like where did where did it come from? Did she just stash it at someone at the farmhouse, like a week ahead of time? Like what? Like where did that come from? And also like the random scene of like the the you know truck Mangione getting a blowjob from a you know bodiless head. Like what the fuck? Some things like that need to be tightened up. And the, the twist would work really well, I think, at that point. I think it would enhance the movie instead of detract from the movie. So, I don't know, but I think this movie's still worth watching. Like I said, the, the gore is really good. The pacing's really good. Um, if you kind of just accept the twist for what it is and move on, it's okay. I do like the idea of Chuck Mangione and Blondie. Chuck Mangione and Blondie being the same musical person. I can see that. I don't like all this agreeing uh, with Chris. So what are we watching next week, Chris? I think we're watching Creep Show, but I don't remember. 
That is correct. As suggested by uh, our own special Brett. Mm-hmm. So what if other people would want to recommend anthology-based films? How would they do that? I'm Hotlanta. Fair. You can find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can find us on the Slitter because we're also Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm not sure what Slitter is. I don't know if I want to know. Slitter. (laughs) Hmm. It's like Twitter, but... Pornographic? Pornographic Twitter? Blitz. Anyway... If you go to slaughterhouseprincess.com, you'll see that you can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You'll see that we're on Reddit, SHP Podcast, and iTunes, and YouTube, and Google Play. You can bark at your Alexis. You can say, hey Google, play me some dang old Slaughterhouse Princess. And it will, as long as you don't say the dang old part. Store Discord and Patreon.SlaughterhousePrincess.com Chris sucks. That's all of them, I think. Close. What I forget. Tell me. Tell me no, what I forgot. you got Slitter. That's the important one. Slitter. <laughs> it's Slaughterhouse Princess, but Twitter. It's Slitter. Or Slasher. Or, or Slasher Twitter. You know, where, you know, Jason Voorhees hangs out. Or it's just Slitter. So come back next time for Creep Show. Not Slitter. And while their podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. Slitter. <laughs> I don't know How why I said slitter. <laughs>